Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey y'all, welcome to this week's episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christelle. Um, Thank you for being here. You could be in anybody's podcast listens, but I'm glad that you're here in mine and that you um, are listening to this week's episode. So if you are new around here, I'm Brianna Christelle, 27-year-old millennial, Christian, many things, <laughs> many, many things. Um, but on this podcast, we talk about everything, everything. And this week, we are going to talk about a super um, interesting experience, super cool experience. You probably can tell from by the title of this episode that I did a thing. <laughs> and that thing was buy a Louis Vuitton bag. And I kind of just want to unpack my whole process. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about in this week's episode. But before we do, you know, we got to do a how is your heart check in. How is your heart, sis? If you are new around here, I like to start off every episode with the question, how is your heart? I like to answer it for myself, and then I like to invite you to answer it because I think, um, I mean, not enough time do we stop and check in with ourselves. Not enough time do we stop and say, like, how am I really doing? And I know I like to ask people the question, how is your heart? Because it is a it's a question that gets to your heart <laughs> much easier, um, and it's a harder question for people to BS. Like, if you know, somebody says, oh, how are you doing? And you can very easily be like, oh, I'm fine and brush it off. But if someone says, how is your heart? That causes you to stop and be like, dang, how am I really doing? So how is my heart? Um, my heart is actually feeling um, pretty refreshed. So I told you guys on the last episode that I had um, a small surgery. And so because of that surgery, I have been off of work for a little bit, just recovering. And the time off has just been wonderful to refresh, rejuvenate and recalibrate. I feel like coming off of 2020, even though I did get a nice little break at the end of last year, you know, at 2021 started 2020 very early on this year. And so I just feel like this time off was really, really nice. And uh, yeah, your girl is feeling refreshed. But let me say though, okay, because daylight savings time caught your girl slipping. If you follow me on Instagram, I was so determined to not let it catch me slipping this year. So I went on this whole little rant about how I was going to bed super, super early on Saturday night. I went to bed at like 8 30, 9 o'clock because I was like, look, we losing an hour. I don't play about my sleep. So let me make sure that I'm in the bed early so that that loss of an hour doesn't catch me slipping. So I went to bed. I slept mad long. I wake up and I look at my clock and I see, I think it said like it was like, I think it was like 10 o'clock, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. I don't know. So I like, I'm like, oh, wonderful. Like I feel refreshed. I start my day. I'm going about my day. I'm looking at my kitchen clock and I'm like, oh, I have plenty of time to do all these things. I had a whole long to-do list. I'm like, oh girl, I can take a nap. 
as I'm getting ready to look lay down for my nap, I look at my phone and I'm like, why is it an hour difference? I'm like, oh, my phone hasn't caught up with like the real time, right? No wrong. That was backwards. My phone absolutely was the correct time. <laughs> and the time around the house was the wrong time. So I was going off of the wrong time, thinking that my phone was the wrong time. Anyways, daylight savings time caught me slipping, but it's all right because I'm going to be in bed. <laughs> I'm going to be in bed on time tonight after I finish recording this episode. Um, but that is how my heart is doing. Um, now I would invite you to answer that question for yourself. How is your heart doing? Um, are you doing well? Or, or has March been a, a better month for you? I know vaccines are rolling out if that's something that you choose to do. Vaccines are rolling out. The CDC and the United States gave some new guidelines that if you are vaccinated, you might be able to be around other vaccinated people. So people are starting to feel like excited and feel a breath of fresh air for the possibilities of like summer and the weather is getting nice. Oh my God, it was 75 degrees here last week. And like I am my best self when the sun is shining and it is, and I'm sure this is true for most of us, but I am my best self when the weather is nice outside. So my, I've just been feeling amazing. Um, it's going to be cold this week, so we will see how, how I'm feeling this week. Um, but yeah, time to check in, says Like, how is your heart? How are you feeling? Are you feeling run down, burnt out already this year? If so, what do you need to do to rejuvenate, recalibrate? Um, what small moments do you need to take? Maybe go and take a walk now that the weather's getting nicer. Um maybe reading a book. Maybe I have had one friend who I was talking to who was like, I'm finally hiring a therapist to process 2020. So maybe you're really, really good at compartmentalizing and you've compartmentalized 2020 and now it's catching up to you and you're like, crap, I need to like unpack this. Um, maybe it's time for you to reach out to um, a healthcare professional and unpack some of that stuff, um, et cetera. But yeah, time to check in, sis. How's your heart? Okay, so like I mentioned a little bit in the quick introduction, last week I finally did a thing that I have been wanting to do for quite some time. So at the beginning of my, well, when I graduated undergrad and I started making a couple of coins, the first thing that I wanted to buy myself was the Louis Vuitton Neverfull bag. And I shared with you guys in the debt journey um podcast a couple weeks ago that it was an aunt of mine who actually was like mm, actually I think you should pay down your debt and you can just buy the Louis Vuitton bag as like a celebration to yourself once you do it. So I've been wanting to buy myself a Louis Vuitton bag since May of 2015, but I kept on with my debt journey and I told myself when I got out of debt that I would buy myself that bag. Now as you guys know, I paid off all my debt in December of 2020. And we're now in March of 2021 and I'm just getting the bag. And now I'm not, I didn't wait this long because I was like saving up my coin or anything like that. Like, no, I was afraid. Like after I had paid off my debt, I almost was like, wait a minute. Like I just, I felt like somebody needed to give me permission to now spend my money that way. And I was stuck. I was like, is this too much money to spend on a bag? Like, is this a dumb purchase? Am I even allowed 
to spend this much money? Um, like I just had, I had so many questions and I felt like I wasn't allowed to. And so I didn't. And it was funny because people kept asking me like, so when are you getting a Louis Vuitton? I was like, oh my goodness, you guys remember that? <laughs> and so I'll tell you, I had two um, turning moments. And then I think, so even let me also add this, like there's a layer of like being a Christian as well. And, you know, not wanting to be super flashy or wondering like, are there more important things that I should be doing with these dollars, right? Like, I mean, what would Jesus do? Like, would he be walking around with a Gucci bag? Like, I don't don't know. I don't know if that seems like a silly question, but these are all the things that were going through my head. Like, one, am I even allowed to spend this much money on me? And then two, like, you know, like I said, from the Christian perspective, like, is this okay? I don't know. So when were some, what were two of my turning points? Well, I'm glad you asked. So the first moment was actually earlier this year when I went to this conference for um, Black Women of Faith, and it was in Atlanta, and literally, it was a two-day conference, and I'm looking around, and every, almost everybody, I would say like 80% of the room, had a Louis Vuitton Neverfull bag, and I was like, yes, Black woman in luxury. Like, it was just like a moment where I feel like just seeing another well, much, many of other black girls with this bag, like silently gave me permission to be able to spend that much money on myself and know that it that's okay. And then two, uh, the second moment was actually having a conversation with um, another aunt of mine. And we were talking, because we were talking about this uh, I think like right after I got out of debt and she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I want to get a Louis Vuitton bag, but I don't. And I was telling her my struggles, like, I think it's too much money and this is and that. And she's like, girl, sometimes you got to treat yourself. Like you are the reason you are the occasion as Melissa Fredericks, Kevin Sage wife likes to say, if you listen to her podcast and she's like, girl, just, just do it. And then she proceeds to like, be like, well, do you want to borrow one of my Louis Vuitton bags? And I'm like, wait, what? You have Louis Vuitton bags? She's like, yeah. She pulls out like three different bags and different wallets. And I think she had like Fendi and Chanel. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, and this is not like, she's not a flashy person. And so I was just like, huh? Like just somebody that is in such close proximity to me having all these bags. I was like, girl, what? (laughs) And she was telling me her story of like her first time buying her bag and what it meant for her and how she went about it. And I was like, all right, I can do this. I think. (laughs) I was like, I think I can do this. So at this point, I'm slowly starting to see it more normalized around me. Like, okay, this is like, you can do this. And I think a lot of times as women of as women of color, um, we don't see ourselves in these luxurious spaces, or I'll speak for myself. Like I did not feel like it was a space that I belonged. And even when I got to the store, so I went to the store last week and it was kind of like a last minute decision because I, I kept going back and forth again, like I said, with like, is this too much money to spend? Even though I had it, I was like, I I, don't, I just don't know. Like after five years of, you know, being frugal and telling myself no so much, it just felt foreign that I was about to tell myself yes to such a large amount. And then, so I get to the store and I just felt, 
I went to um, this luxury mall, which I had never been to. And literally like, it was like Dior, Fendi, um, Tiffany's, Cartier, like all of the, what other stores were in there? I, I mean, what I'm trying to think. Gucci, I walked past Gucci. Like I just, I was, I'd never been in a mall that fan, like where you're like, yo, you're, you're, you're spending at least $500 in this mall, like at minimum buying like one thing. And so I was already overwhelmed by that. And then I'm like, you know, of course you're seeing like a lot of white folks up in here. And I'm like, okay, this is a whole lot. And so I get there and I'm standing in the line and I started to get emotional. And I was like, wait a minute, like, why am I getting emotional? And I felt like, do I belong in this space? And so I had to unpack that. And I'm like, Brie, like, what, what's going on? And I thought back to high school. And now I've shared, like, I went to a predominantly white high school in a pretty affluent part of Massachusetts. But we were the black family that, from for my mom, education was everything. And so she wanted to be in the um, the towns with the best school systems. And unfortunately, a lot of times those are the white neighborhoods. And so we, when we moved to Boston, we were in this predominantly white neighborhood and like, we had just made it in the area code to be very honest. And these people like were on a whole different level of luxury. Like I grew up middle-class, but these were like rich people. I remember this one time, I'll never forget this story. There was this boy who he was known for like being the richest boy in our school, like everybody knew he had like the money. All the girls wanted to date him. He didn't date black girls, but I tried to shoot my shot too. <laughs> but he had all the money. And I remember one time we were driving home from some event. I don't know if it was like his birthday. I don't know. We were driving home for something. We were in his car with his parents and there was this boy. And he, so because he had a lot of money, he was known as the one that had like the biggest house out of, you know, all the kids. So I, of course, I'm like, oh, I want to see what this house looked like. So we're driving and it's it was dark. So we're driving, pulling up the driveway. And one of the boys looks out the window and he goes, your heart. He's like, your house is not that big. That's like the size of my house. Like, what is everyone talking about? And the boy goes, that's not my house. That's my garage. <laughs> Y'all, I will never forget that moment. I will never forget that moment. I'm so glad I didn't say anything because the garage is like three times my house. I was like, why do you have a, a two-story garage? Like you could drive, there's an upstairs in your garage. Like what? Crazy. But that's the type of wealth that I was around. And again, we were middle class. So we were by no means like, you know, poor or anything like that. But we were not in the same tax bracket that these people were in. I remember, you know, people's first cars were brand new, like Mercedes and BMWs. I remember people walking around with Tiffany's, like just because not even like, oh, this is my birthday gift. Like, no, I just got a, you know, $10,000 Tiffany necklace because it's Tuesday. <laughs> like that's the level of wealth and luxury I was around, but I never felt like I was a part of it, right? Because I was watching it. I was a spectator of all of the designers and all of the things that these people had, but I myself, I couldn't afford it. My parents didn't think that that was you know, necessarily important for a 14-year-old to have a $10,000 Tiffany's necklace. But I realized that I had these self-limiting beliefs dating back to high school that made me feel like I did not belong 
in that store that even though I had the coin that it was like, wait a minute, is this okay that I'm here? Like, who am I? So even a little bit of imposter syndrome, like who am I to be in here? Who am I to spend this money? Am I allowed to spend this money on me? Like these were all the thoughts that were going on in my head before I purchased my bag. And like I said, I almost cried walking into the store, but there was also another layer of me that was fearful about letting these designer things somehow define me or my worth. Because that was also me in high school. I think I told you guys like in one of the first episodes where I talked about reckless spending and I spent $400 on a shirt that I cannot even tell you where this stupid shirt is today. But I spent $400 on a shirt because I wanted to keep up with the Joneses or the Beckys or the, you know, Jennifers, whatever we're going to call them. I wanted to keep up. I wanted to show that I was worthy of being in their space, in their circle by flaunting these designers and using them as a way to make me feel like I belonged. And so it took me a long time to break that one you know, being broke in college or you can't afford the designers. (laughs) And then when I graduated paying down my debt, but it took me a long time to not feel like I needed something name brand to show somebody that I was valuable or that I was special or that I was important. And so I was afraid of like, well, what if I regress like what if I get this Louis bag and now I'm like Gucci down to the socks baby (laughs) like I just it was a legitimate concern of mine and so it is something that I am mindful of because I have seen people define themselves by the things that they have like you scroll on somebody's Instagram page and they can't take a picture without designer and in no way is this me, you know, bashing anybody who lives their life dripping in luxury Monday through Friday. No, ma'am, that is not what I'm doing here. But I do think it's important that that is not the thing that defines you. Like, do you feel empty without luxury? You know what I mean? Like, it should be adding to you, not it shouldn't be all that there is to you, if that makes any sense. So I had a fear about that as well. I'm like, okay, Brie, like if we start this, I don't want this to like, uncover any hidden insecurities that are that are there. And so I was like, okay, when I buy this bag, I want to know that it is for me, not proving to people that I sh- should be taken seriously or proving to people that I got the coins. Like, I just want this to be about me, celebrating me and like a cheers to, you know, just doing the daggone thing, Brianna. Sorry, that is Lincoln shaking with his super loud collar. If you heard that. <laughs> But that's what that moment was for me. And so I worked through all of that. And then I gave myself permission to get the bag. Because like I said, I worked so hard over these past X amount of years. And even just in general, like, you know, I was all, I've been off from work because recovering from the surgery. But like, I've been working like your girl has been doing some things And I was just like, yo, Brie, like, I'm really proud of you. And you are allowed to treat yourself to nice things. It doesn't have to feel like a frivolous um, purchase. Like, it's something that you want. And you've worked really hard to get it. And you've saved for it. You know, it's not like you're going to, you're being reckless and irresponsible and swiping it on a credit card. Like, you got it, girl. So let's do it. And so I did it. 
and it was an amazing experience. I do see how people get addicted to uh, designer and luxury. Like, let me just say that because the whole experience was just so nice. The girl that I work with, her name was Yasmin. She like, you know, I knew what bag I wanted, but she didn't make me feel rushed. She took her time with me. She showed me so many different options. She educated me on the bag. They didn't have any champagne because it was COVID, but I didn't feel rushed. Like sometimes you might feel like Michael Kors, right? <laughs> like I feel like she was taking her time. She was understanding what I was looking for, suggesting other things. We were, she was asking me about me. We were talking about her. Like she gave me some tips on how to take care of the bag. She took pictures because I told her, I was like, this is my first bag. She's like, oh my gosh, you got to get pictures and boomerangs. And she was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. And just like the experience of being in there. And I'm like, yo, like I'm a whole adult about to buy this bag. You go, Brianna. Like it was, it was just a whole moment, but it felt amazing to be able to do that for myself. Um, and so I just want to say to, I guess to a couple of different people listening, number one, I want to say to anybody that's listening that is still in the thick of your debt journey. And I said this a little bit on Instagram, but I'll reiterate it here. Keep going. Like I am here on the other side of this journey, but it wasn't an easy journey, right? And I'm here to tell you that there is light and a Louie <laughs> at the other side of the journey. Um, but one thing that I was saying is like delayed gratification. I think it's something that is really lost amongst our generation because we want the thing now. We want instant gratification. We got Instagram. We got all these things right at our fingertip that happen so quickly. We want the thing now. And Sometimes you have to be selfless in the present for who future you is going to be. And so 2015, 2016, Brianna that told herself no every time she could have bought the bag made way for 2021 Brianna to walk up in there with no guilt, no shame, you know, no credit card and be like, bam, I'll take that one. And so Sometimes it's when, you know, when you're in the, in it, right, it's hard to see like what's on the other side, but just think what future you, how grateful future you is going to be for the sacrifices. I am so grateful for the times that 2016, 2017, Brianna said no to the things that she could have splurged on at the time, right? Like I could have, but I'm so glad that I was and she was. I know it's weird. I'm talking about myself as if a different person, but she was a different person. I'm a new me. Anyways, she ain't have a Louis. I got a Louis. <laughs> but I'm so grateful for the times that she said no, for the times that she ate, you know, the same meal, you know, a week and a half in a row because she just wanted to make one big pot. So she wasn't tempted to go out. Like, I'm so grateful back in, I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019, where I had two jobs. I told you I worked a nine to five and then a five to nine. That was not easy, especially. So I was in retail. Okay. And there were some times where people would talk to me crazy and I wanted to be like, yo, I don't need this job. I will slap all of (laughs) y'all. Oh my gosh. This is a quick side note story, but I'm gonna tell it. I remember there was this one lady. I was a, I worked at loft and there was this lady who came in And she had a pair of glasses that she had purchased at the Loft Outlet. Loft and Loft Outlet are two different things. They're not the same thing. I know the first word is the same, but it's not the same thing. Anyway, she came in there 
And she was like, oh, I want to return these. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Like these glasses actually are not showing up in our system because I couldn't even ring them up because they don't, they're not in our inventory. I'm like, this is Loft Outlet. Like, unfortunately, you're going to have to go to the Loft Outlet. And she was like, what do you mean? As soon as she did that, I was like, oh, let me grab a manager for you. Cause I'm like, first of all, I don't get paid enough to deal with this. Second of all, lady, don't get smacked. Like, cause I can already tell you got an attitude. Let me grab my manager. My manager comes over there. My manager explains the same thing to her. And I'm just looking at her like, mm-hmm, I said what I said. And she's like throwing a whole fit. Like, I will never shop at Loft ever again. This is ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. Having a whole fit. And I'm like, next customer. Like, because I'm not, you can, ma'am, would you step aside and have your tantrum over there? Because you're actually in the way of the customers. Like, this, ma'am, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Okay. Like, go take it to the Loft outlet because we can't help you here. And I'm not about to deal with your little meltdown. Anyways. It was a moment where I could have quit (laughs) and I thought about it. I was like, I'm up out of here, but I didn't, I didn't. And I pushed through and I'm so grateful to be on the other side of this. So I just want to encourage you keep going. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's not going to be easy, but just keep reminding yourself what you're doing it for. Guess what? My kids, so not only was I doing it for 2021 Brianna, but my future kids and my future grandkids, because we're building generational wealth, baby. Okay. My kids won't know what a student loan is. My kids' kids won't know what a student loan is because guess what? We're going to put things in place. Okay. We are making investments and setting up accounts and all of that now so that they won't know that. And I am looking forward to that being our story in general as people of color. Like, listen, we need more trust fund babies, all right? And that's what I'm trying to create, (laughs) a whole generation of trust fund babies. So that is just a little bit of encouragement to anyone that is currently going through and they don't see a way out. I promise you, you will get there. All your sacrifices will be worth it. And when you get to the other side, you're gonna be like, I'm so glad I did that. Yes. And I also want to say specifically for the black girls that feel like these luxurious spaces were not made for them or, well, okay, let's not lie. They weren't made for us. However, okay. However, that does not mean that we need permission from anyone to be able to treat ourselves to these things. Now, again, do it responsibly. Don't run up the credit card to do it. But you don't need permission. You don't need somebody to invite you or tell you that, oh, yeah, you're allowed to do that. No, ma'am. You don't need permission to treat yourself. So I just want to encourage you, if you have some of those self-limiting beliefs around you and luxury, or maybe it's something small, like, because luxury can be anything. It doesn't have to be, a, you know, X, a four-figure bag, five-figure bag. Like, no, it could be treating yourself to get your nails done. Like, I used to feel like that was a frivolous expense. Like I could just buy a $8 bottle of nail polish and do my own nails instead of going to the nail salon and paying 35, 25, whatever for it. And I'm just working through that and being like, but you like when they do it though. It feels like work when I do it. It feels like a relaxing treatment when they do it. And I'm like, and you're allowed to do that. Build it in your budget and go do it. Taking myself to get massages. Listen. Once COVID passes and I'm a little bit more comfortable with somebody breathing on me, we're going to be back getting massages and facials and all of those things. So whatever it is that you are waiting for permission to do, this is your permission. 
this is your permission. You are the reason and the occasion as like I said, Miss Kev on stage says all the time. So don't be afraid to treat yourself and be mindful of the things that make you feel like a baddie. Okay. Like whatever it is, do that. And yeah, I just, I love my Louis Vuitton bag. Um, but I just, I love what she represents. I love, her name is Josephine Baker, by the way, (laughs) but I love that Josephine represents the hard work and delayed gratification of five years of working towards a goal. She is the fruit of my labor and I am so, so, so grateful. And just the same way that seeing all those other Black women having their luxury bags made me feel comfortable about the idea of me being able to have a luxury bag. I hope that my bag inspires somebody to go responsibly get themselves a bag or somebody to go treat themselves. Maybe it's to get a manicure and a pedicure after a couple years of not doing it, whatever it is. Like, I just think we get one life. We get one life where we are going to experience and do every single thing that we will ever experience or do. And you know, I just think it's important to be mindful of the things that that bring you joy um, and pursue those things. Like I've said in a couple of couple of episodes, pursue those things. Pursue them responsibly. I will keep adding that caveat, but pursue them, sis. You're allowed. This is your permission. So I look forward to seeing you on the other side of luxury, baby. Okay. <laughs> I hope this episode was helpful for somebody. I hope one of you guys listening, I hope it silently gave you permission to go do whatever that thing is that you want to do to treat yourself. I hope you find a reason to shine bright on purpose this week. Until next episode, be blessed. Bye, guys.